You're listening to Beyond Her Grind, the podcast that gets at the root of what motivates women of color to want more in their careers. I'm your host, Esther Leonard, a career development professional, aspiring entrepreneur, and fellow grinder. Stay updated with weekly episodes by subscribing to this podcast, and be sure to follow me on Instagram at Beyond Her Grind. And check out my website at beyondhergrind.com. Let's get to the root of it. Welcome, Chanel, to Beyond Her Grind. Thank you. I am excited to have you for our listeners. Chanel is the podcast host of the Black Hippie Lounge. And it's a great podcast. You all should definitely check her out. I'll let her describe it a little bit more, but definitely check her out. She has some really great podcast episodes on relationship, intuition, self-care, even on like education. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a really great podcast. And I actually was featured on her podcast this past week. So Chanel, Tell me a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Feel free to talk about uh, or drop your social media mm-hmm. info. Yeah, so my name is Chanel. Um, and like you said, I'm the host of uh, the Black Hippie Lounge podcast. Um, you can follow on Instagram at Black Hippie Lounge. Um, I'm on Facebook too at the same at Black Hippie Lounge. Um, and yeah so my podcast is about self-care mental like mental health and the focusing on the black community um just I try to provide like resources to listeners um and uh, yeah like talk about self-care relationships career like we did last week with you um as a guest and I try to have guests on the show and just try to really be an extra resource and provide as much information that I can to listeners um but besides that um I live in Boston and I work for the Boston Public Health Commission which is kind of why I focus on the topics that I do um, for my podcast it just relates to what I do in my everyday work um, and yeah that's pretty much yeah thank you yeah thank you for sharing can you tell me what your role is at the Boston Health Commission or Bo- yes. you said Boston Public Health Commission correct mm-hmm. yeah so I work as a youth development specialist so I work in Boston Public Schools we pretty much do a lot of social work. We work with students who are dealing with chronic absenteeism and we work with them and their families to pretty much create like a game plan for them to get back into school. Um, And, excuse me, if they have like any resources that they might need for them or their families, we work with their communities to get them the resources that they uh, require. We pretty much work as a mentor as well within the school with the students and communicating with their teachers and staff, making sure that the students are 
doing what they're supposed to do as far as like attending classes, getting work done. We have like an after school program and a summer program that we also work with students who uh, need summer school or just could use the extra support. And for those programs, the students get, well, at least for the after school program, they get paid. So it's another way to like help some teens like get motivated to go to school and participate and um, overall, yeah, it's, it's a good, definitely a good um, role to be in. You can definitely get to work with the community and work with students one on one. So it's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. So this is tying into the first this question of your background, your culture, identity and how that shaped you. I always like to ask every guest that question mm-hmm. because when you hear from guests or when you really think and reflect on your own experiences, you can see how your background kind of shapes what you do, right? And also, Mm -hmm. you can also see a thread and connection because even when you're talking about your podcast and all things mental health, and then you, it ties in, there's a parallel or thread between that and where you work at the Boston Public Health Commission. Mm -hmm. And so it makes me think like, so why did you get into this field or this kind of line of work? And what, what, if you can share with people like what your education background is and, and what led to that? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I work, yeah, that's actually a good point. Um, so I did, I went to school for psychology. Um, so I studied, I got my undergrad in psychology and I decided to do that just because I always enjoyed working with people and, and I've always been a helpful person mm-hmm. um, but I also like to I feel like I've always been that type of kid who wants to like understand why someone does something the way that they do or why people think that the way they did they, they do which is why um, I became interested in psychology in general like in high school I'd say like my senior year and from there um yeah, I've always just been, I've always done jobs that involve helping people. Like I worked in healthcare as well, um, doing nursing assistance. And again, that involves a lot of hands-on helping, but it also involves psychology too. <laughs> um, people don't really realize it. Um, and so, yeah, right now where I'm working, again, it's helping students and it, it can involve a little bit of psych- psychology with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've always, as far as like my background, I've always, well, I'm, I'm the oldest also. So I've always been that person that had to help, (laughs) you know, um, I have two younger brothers, so I've always been the, the one that they come to for help. Um, and I, I feel like in, in general, like in my family, I'm that person that people come to for help or advice. Um, I've just always had that type of, uh, aura about me, I guess. Like people just naturally tend to tell me their whole life story and like um, just come to me for help. And I, I don't, I don't mind it either. Um, so yeah, I feel like I hope I answered the question. Yeah, but, I yeah. <laughs> I think you have an excellent answer, and I loved how you brought up that you're the oldest in your family because mm-hmm. I'm the oldest in my family as well. And before my launch under the, the podcast title, Esther, the career coach, my very 
first few episodes were really about that aspect, like how being the oldest shaped my identity and also guided the the career path that I ended up taking, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're in this sort of, whether if it's a service role because you're taking care of your family or your, I mean, your siblings, Mm -hmm. or if you are in a leadership role, right? How that has influenced you, right? And maybe you can navigate with people like, so for example, with me, how being the oldest shaped me has been through my, a little bit through my extroversion, right? I had to be the person, cause I'm the oldest of eight. So mm. I have some siblings who are more on the introverted side. So if something was going on, they would be like, oh, Esther can advocate or Esther can say, so, so <laughs> I navigate spaces in a different way because I am the oldest of all these kids. <laughs> Right. is another sibling would handle that same situation very differently, right? So yeah. I'm glad you you brought that up. I also want to, so also, before I move on, I, I'm see I'm dwelling on these questions forever. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to touch on, you know, how you talked about this podcast you provide that you provide resources for the black community. So tell me a little bit about that. Cause that's also one thing I always talk, ask guests to kind of elaborate on, like how is it being, and in your case, a black woman, you know, what has your experience been as a black woman in Boston? You grew up in Boston or born and raised in, in the, in Boston. And, you know, how does that connect to what you do? Um, yeah, so I'm born and raised in Boston. Um, and for me, uh, it's important because I feel like growing up, there weren't a lot of resources like that available. Like, I kind of wish that I did grow up listening to like a podcast that like yours or mine or, you know, like, or the, the podcast that you hear now, <laughs> there are so many like black women podcasts that just talk about you know, self-care and self-love. And I feel like that's great for the young Black women uh, all over. But I mean, we're talking about Boston right now. It's like, that's good for them to hear these positive messages because I felt like growing up here, it's, it, it's, it's quote unquote diverse, but I never really felt like it was. I feel mm. like it's very much segregated. So, um, you know, in high school, I went to Newton South, so that was a predominantly white school. Um, like, there were other races there, but it was, like, we were that minority. Yeah. So, um, for me, growing up in Boston, it was, it, it kind of, it, it was what it was, but um, I knew that I wanted, I wanted to experience something else. So, when I went to school, I started out going to school down south in North Carolina and I went to a, a HBCU. Mm. So that was like a completely different experience for me um, just to be able to be around so many people that looked like me yeah. um, and not just in school, but just in general, like I'm a day-to-day society, you know, like stores and everything. So it was great to experience that. And um, yeah, so when you like now as a grown woman, like I think that I try to do topics, not just for women, but just for 
like black people our age yeah like I was like I know what we're going through you know and it's definitely relatable I feel like the topics are relatable um and you know like sometimes you just need I know for me like I love listening to podcasts because it is kind of like therapeutic yeah especially depending on which ones you listen to Mm -hmm. so and if someone's giving you like quality and useful information I think that it can always help so um yeah yeah did did I miss it earlier did you did you name drop the HBCU you went to Oh, no, I didn't. Um, I went to Winston-Salem State. Okay, nice, nice. So let's let's dive into this intersectionality between careers and relationships. And I thought this would be a great idea because you sort of talk about that or touch on those, some of those top t- topics on your relationships. So we'll, we'll touch on like both the romantic side and just relationships as a whole, similarly to what we did on your podcast. So the the first thing I want to ask though, is about starting a job during a pandemic. So I I know you told me that you started this job during a pandemic. And I just want to know, like, how has that been? And, and the reason why I'm asking this question for listeners is because like, that's been rough. And we talked about this on the podcast, like, we build a lot of relationships at work and I'm just curious to know what has your experience been yeah so when I started my job it was like the end of 2019 it was like yeah the end of 2019 like that December going into 2020 so I did get the experience of like meeting people face to face and um, going to a few meetings and like getting to know people um, but it wasn't like the full you know I had just started and then um, being that we work in schools uh, once they first started talking about it we were told that it was going to be like a two-week thing where we would work from home and then from then on you know it just kept extending and extending so for me at first, like, obviously, it was great to be able to, like, work from home. I never had that experience before. Mm-hmm. But also, at the same time, like, it just ignited me to to just, you know, be creative, but also, like, take initiative because I basically had to train myself. Yeah. You know, like, I had, I had, I was able to contact, I have a work partner and, like, my other coworkers and my manager, but at the same time, it's like... <clears throat> when you're just starting, you want to prove that, you know, you you are capable of doing the job, you know, without asking a bunch of questions every five seconds. So I think that for me, what I ended up doing was just making it work for me, um, while still making sure I got the tasks done that needed to be done, but just still like, trying to make it my own, I guess. Um, And it was also like, the pandemic happened, but then also my, my work partner, she got pregnant so it was all around the same time so well she had already been pregnant so she was going on leave so not only was I like technically in training but I wasn't getting the training but also now the person who was training me was going to leave on maternity leave so ended up just really just being on my own Mm. um and I personally enjoyed it because I just felt like it allowed me to just make it make it my own um yeah. and to try to adjust it and you know add some add an outside perspective 
to it as well because sometimes in roles like that they do the same thing every year you know Mm -hmm. and like having me coming as the new person I was able to add in some new ideas and stuff so making you know make adjustments to it so I feel like it definitely worked out for me um and yeah I mean like at first it was a little bit like oh okay what is this what is this gonna mean but it just I feel like it just pushed me out of a comfort zone of like waiting for someone to train me but instead I just had to take it you know take it on my own and make it work yeah yeah and that makes that's a valid point your experience is sort of showing in a sense that if we're thinking about this idea of relationships right even if it's just Mm -hmm. the transactional transactional relationships of like just being trained Mm-hmm. And what that looks like. And then the fact that we've had to be resilient and do it on our own. And in a sense, that continued to showcase your skill set and strengths and also build new strengths by really tapping into your creativity to do things innovatively in that role. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, how do you think, though, this has impacted a, an ability to build relationships at work? in comparison to other positions where you have been in person? Um, I mean, I definitely feel like it was a little bit challenging just because everything has been on Zoom and it's pretty much like everyone was just trying to figure things out. So at the same time, I feel like it was definitely a little bit easier too mm-hmm. because it made it easier for someone like me who was still figuring things out because I wasn't the only person trying to figure it out so I felt like everyone was kind of in the same boat um so even though I was quote-unquote new I felt like everyone felt new because it was just a new way of doing things for them after them you know having a certain way that they would do everything in person so as far as like creating relationships it just made it easier to because I ended up working over the summer with people that that were from different departments that I normally wouldn't have come across um, during my regular if I had been in the office um, and which was cool because I was able to to connect with people outside of my department um, but I feel like it also again it kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone because everything was on Zoom. So we were responsible for creating classes for the students over the summer um, and just finding ways to really engage with them. So um, as far as like creating relationships, it, I mean, I feel like I've done the best that I could. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the, I, I feel like a lot of the people that I work with, they know who I am and like who I work with and what I do just from having like one-on-one conversations or through email or just being put in, you know, we have like a lot of staff meetings where they mix it up. And uh, like I said, I end up in like some little small group with people that normally I wouldn't work with. Yeah. So just from doing that and like being able to speak up and just kind of, you have to just kind of remember to reintroduce yourself and, you know, um, try to create those relationships, even if it is just online. Like some of those people I've never met in person, but they know who I am and vice versa just because we've seen each other so many times on zoom or in meetings. And stuff. Yeah. Do you think, I don't know how your past experiences with work have 
And if you've developed like really strong relationships with some coworkers, I know for me, I've developed, I used to work at Roxbury Community College and I have some people actually in uh, the episode that I posted last week about the vision party, they were all from RCC and I haven't, I've been at BU for almost three years and I'm still in touch with them. Do you have any relationships, like met anybody at work where you stayed in touch with, or even if it was like a short period of time? And do you think that you would have the ability to do that in this role now that things are remote? Um, Yeah, I definitely have like from my old job, like the job that I just came from before this one, um, I still, stay in contact with a couple of people um, just because I feel like naturally I'm like that type of person that will just I don't have a problem creating conversation and just really getting to know people so um, a lot of those people I've stayed in touch with and then in this current role there are definitely people that I still you know connect with and try to stay in touch with as much as possible and I feel like i we have a connection that we would stay talking with each other. So, um, yeah, I feel like overall I'm pretty much a personable person anyway. Mm -hmm. So I don't mind, you know, starting conversation or just having general conversation with someone. And if we connect and, you know, just kind of go from there, I try to definitely network um, Mm -hmm. and make those connections because like for me, I've always been taught like you never know, you know, when, you know, that you might need that connection or just, you know, you might run into that person again and they might be able to help you with something else. So, um, yeah, just trying to make as many connections as you can, I think is important. Yeah. So given that your background, you know, it's been in psychology, I'm curious to have any advice for people who are more introverted, right? In a sense that, or, not even you can be introverted and be personable, but like shy during this time. Do you have any advice for those and how, or maybe some context of what maybe they may be going through? Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like people have tried to say that I'm like that too, like shy and introverted. I don't really feel like I am. I just, I'm just selective about <laughs> but but I mean I feel like if you you are shy or introverted first like don't think that as a bad thing because it's just like it's just who you are um it just makes you who you are and that's a good quality to have too um but I would say definitely that in times like this especially working from home and everything being virtual and not being able to go out and meet people like you just have to try to step out of your comfort zone. You don't have to do it all the time, but I would definitely try to like create a plan for yourself. Like even if it's just like once or twice a week or something like that, or, you know, if you join an app, not necessarily it doesn't even have to be for dating. It could just be to meet people and make friends. And um, if you're comfortable with meeting up with people, you know, with masks and stuff and just getting to know people, then try that or try joining like a, a group that, you know, like a book club or something Mm -hmm. like that or just um I know for me like when I I lived in Atlanta for a long time and then I came back here and when I came back I was like close to my 30s so I felt like well my whole 20s I wasn't here 
So when I came back, I I didn't have those connections of friends, you know, to to be friends with. I only had like one or two people that I that I remained friends with since like we were teenagers. And they told me about this app called GroupMe. Oh. And yeah, you know, yes. me. so um there was this like big chat that they called like big chat was like over a thousand people in there. But um I never really participated in the chat, but what I liked about it is that they would feature different events. So what I started doing was just going to the events. Like even if I was going by myself, um, just going to the events and meeting people. And I remember the first time I went to the event by myself, that's when I met one of my good friends now and like a lot of other people and then from there you just kind of go to more and then you start seeing the same people and they recognize you and vice versa and then it's just like you know they introduce you to other people so I just for me I would say even if it's not something that you would normally do you're gonna have to do something out of your comfort zone um and I feel like for me personally like once I did that I I never really looked back like I never really was that introverted person anymore like now I don't have a problem going to something by myself and just introducing myself or sparking up conversation it's just like you have to just kind of give yourself that little nudge and push yourself you know um if that's what you really want to do if you are really if your goal is to meet people and make friends you're gonna have to take that step so we probably bumped into each other and didn't even know that Maybe, yeah. <laughs> because last week when I was talking on your podcast, I mentioned the Black Professional Network that I joined. Um, mm-hmm. And I found it through Meetup. And through Meetup, I would like go to events. There was all these events. And someone in- told me about that same group. Me, I don't know if it was like Boston's Young Black Professional, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then like there's that. also light work events. Uh, that right and that's what those are the all the events yes and i yeah so farah she actually works at bu she's the organizer for that she was she's actually she was actually on the podcast and yeah so i the same thing i just put myself out there which i don't have an issue with going like i said i'm already on the extroverted side but some of my friends would be like what you're Mm -hmm. going by yourself but i met some really good people through there actually that's how Marcus reconnected with Lance. So for y'all who don't know, uh, Mark, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. That, oh, wait. So wait, were you yes, there? I, were you there? I oh. was there. So I was thinking, like, did I meet you? Like, did Lance introduce you? First, I'm like, we, we must have met because that was the um, same Exactly. Our crawl. Yeah, you definitely were there. We definitely yeah. met. We had to have met. Wow, and yeah, it's St. Patrick's okay, Day yeah, today, I remember. by the way. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I, I remember um, him introducing me to Marcus, and yeah, I feel like Yeah, were, that, I feel, I feel like vaguely, I'm like, oh, maybe I did, but we, there were so many yeah. people. There were so yeah. many people. It was so fun. Though. It was fun. Yeah, was yeah. Fun, yeah. Right? Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, I think that's those, funny. I mean, that's a good point, and they're still doing events, like, throughout this pandemic there's events been going on and I think like like you were saying it's really about putting yourself out there and like challenging yourself mm-hmm. to build those relationships and I know particularly I'm thinking about like one of my sisters who's very introverted she's really big on like deep deep connections with people like when you were like you're selective <laughs> like I totally mm-hmm. understood <laughs> like I was like hearing my sister like you know you have to have this connection 
and but yeah but you can't how do you find that connection if you don't put yourself out there right to find that connection so yeah so let's let's dive a little bit more into these relationships so you're you're always like on your grind because you mentioned this full-time job but you have a second job Yes, so yes. <laughs> I want you to tell me about the second job and how you balance that, right? These two jobs, right? Your career and relationships, whether if it's romantic relationships or friendships or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, ha- I just got a second job. Um, I've been, it's not, it hasn't been too bad because um, it's only on the weekends. And it's, the good thing about it is it's the same exact, schedule that I have during the week so it's not like I have to adjust to anything um but as far as relationships I mean it definitely can you know come in between that I guess um I'm the type of person that I would make time for somebody if you know if that's being reciprocated and if I really feel like that's something that I want to do um so I don't have a problem doing that um but right now yeah like you said I'm just kind of my focus is really on my grind like I'm just like I'm open to meeting people and if it happens it happens but I'm not necessarily like focused on that right now uh I'm trying to you know accomplish some other goals and get some things done and I feel like I'm very much a believer that like I'll meet the right I'll meet the person at the right time you know and I feel like when you're focused on your purpose that's usually when that person comes along because it aligns with what Mm -hmm. you're doing you know um but as far as like dating right now I mean even I feel like even if it wasn't even if I had even if my situation of being in on the having a second job and working I would still be able to manage dating and stuff it's just like it's the pandemic Mm -hmm. so it's like it's all it makes it tough you know to to meet people at least organically um so yeah it's definitely it's a challenge um but at the same time like I said I'm open to to meeting people and you know I have met people and made connections but um yeah, I, I feel like that right now I'm in a mode. I'm just like taking things yeah. day by day, and like letting things be, you know. And the connection that I have, like if it's working, it's working. And you know, when it's not, then you know, yeah, it is what it yeah. Is. Like I don't know. Like I feel like I have that it is what it is type of yeah. mentality, just because I know, like even though I don't want to have two jobs, like I know I need for right now. I need to do that to accomplish goals that yeah. I have for myself so it's just pretty much being focused mm-hmm. and doing what I have to I think do. you make a great point in a sense of like how do you balance relationships and work you have you set priorities mm-hmm. right at this stage in your life it's not saying that you're not open right it's just that in this stage of your life you're focused on your goals right and so you're on your grind and that's sort of uh, leading you in a sense and so once that kind of settles then maybe you you will refocus on on dating or or, or per- pursuing that if that's something you want to do right it, and either way like it doesn't necessarily have to be necessarily one or the other but you tend to prioritize things and that's a form of balance like what are you going to 
prioritize. But I'm curious to know um, if you tried to, like, within this past pandemic uh, and with working, like, try to date and mm-hmm. um, and if if you don't have one, like, do you have any tips for people who are, like, have two jobs or in school and doing all these things and it's a pandemic, what should they do? And, or should they prioritize? Like what, what is your, what are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I like, the funny thing is like, again, like when I started, when the pandemic hit, I was still like just getting used mm-hmm. to my job and I had actually like decided like, okay, I think it was like, yeah, because it was, like, after Valentine's Day, and I was, like, okay, I had been single for, like, a year by then, um, because that summer of 2019, I was really, I had became single, and I, that's when I was heavily, like, going to events and just, like, just live, you know, right. like, having a good yes. summer, you know, like, enjoying <laughs> my time, my friends, like, I was out every single day, like, Monday through Sunday, I was not, I was at something, you know, just, like, really yeah. enjoying myself, um, and so, like, I'd say, like, around fall, winter, that's when I started to, like, settle down a little bit. And it's been like, okay. I felt like I had accomplished a lot of things that I wanted to do for myself. And I was, okay, maybe I can, you know, I'm ready to get back out there and start dating. And then that's right. when the pandemic hit. So the universe was like, yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> you know. Um, but I did end up meeting, I met someone, like, at the beginning of the pandemic. And we connected, but it, it was just like, you know, it wasn't really what I was looking for. So that ended up, um, we ended up stopped talking and then I ended up meeting somebody else like right after and him and I connected really well. And we, we, we're still cool. We're still connected. So, um, like I take it for what it is again. I, I feel like this pandemic has also forced me to really like be, be with Mm -hmm. myself too, you know? And like, really figure out like what it is that I want especially when it comes to like dating like because I felt like I had you know I can get distracted like I I admit that I get distracted or like you know um trying to do things and and make stuff work that isn't supposed to work so I feel like um yeah I feel like this pandemic has definitely been helpful to me because I feel like it's helped me focus um not just with like career but just like in general like Chanel like being able to ask myself like what do you Mm -hmm. really want and then remembering what I want you know and going for that and not settling in any type of department or anything for my life until I know what I want so um yeah I feel like it's um as far as like relationships and dating I would just say um just be open you know just be open to you never, you never really know what your, what God's plan is for you. Like, that's what I also learned this, this 2020, (laughs) um, is that, like, you can have your plans, but, you know, at the end of the day, God has, (laughs) God has a final say, you know, but, you know, so, like, I feel like for me, it definitely forced me to learn to let go and, like, just Mm. let things be, you know, like, still having a plan for yourself, but being flexible, because, um, I think that's important. It's an important trait to have in general, but definitely like with certain things, like you just got to 
go with the flow a little bit yeah. um, and just believe that everything is going to work yeah. out how it's supposed to. I, you know? Yeah, I think you made a lot of several great points. Like one of the points, like just listening to you when you said like you were able, you know, met a few people or, or well, met two people and, and it tied with what you said earlier. And like, if, if you want to make time for someone, you're going to make time for someone, right. Or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that it is. Right. So some people may be in the opposite end where they're in a relationship and, or have, you know, relationships is more than romantic, romantic relationships to have these really committed relationships in their life, but they need a new job or they need to do something like you are going to make that time to, to do that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important. Like, are you going to prioritize time? How do you fit that into your schedule? Um, And making also making time, like the most important relationship is with yourself, of course. (laughs) And I think that's something that's a common theme that you've been saying is like really reflecting on what is it that you want? And it sounds like this year has been a lot of, and it seems like it's also connected in a sense with the theme of your podcast of a lot of inner reflection in, and that inner reflection guides you to your next step, your next steps and really informs you on what it is you truly want. So I thought that, you know, I think that's, those are some great points. Um, mm-hmm. So what relationships in your life in general do you think have been in particularly important in your career or um, has been toxic in your career? Whether if it's romantic or mm-hmm. friends, family, we'll start off with like the positive one. Okay. So what type what relationships have like impacted my career yeah so start yeah let's start off with positive and then we'll talk about negative Mm -hmm. um so i would say like family was definitely an influence because um just you know my family they're pretty supportive of me and my career and what i'm doing and um they were happy for me when I got the job because they knew I really wanted something different and I was um like 2019 2019 for me was like the you know how like everyone's like 2020 was such a horrible year and so many things happened you know like I know it was bad but like 2019 was my 2020 it was like literally every month something was happening to me and I was just like, felt like I couldn't catch a break. And so uh, my family knew that. And, it, you know, just having that support, you know, just of them is was definitely helpful. And like I said, like at the end of the year, that's when I ended up getting the job that I wanted after like, a, you know, being on a job hunt for almost a year. Um, so I feel like they definitely were a positive influence and a positive support system emotionally. Um, Definitely like my mom, my brother, um, you know, those are the people that I'm, my brothers, they're pretty, I'm pretty close with them. So just having those, you know, little talks with them and um, them just being supportive was helpful. Um, Friends also, you know, um, you know, sending me jobs or sending me information that they knew would apply to what I'm trying to some goals that I'm trying to do 
Um, and um, as far as like negatively, like I would say the relationship mm. that I was in um, at that time, like sometimes when you're in a relationship, you don't see certain things until you're like not in the relationship anymore. Um, and I felt that like at the time I wouldn't have been able to admit it, but as time went on after the breakup, I realized that that breakup mm. was like a blessing for me because pretty much like, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but like, I felt like I was able to realize that this person like being in my life was literally mm. blocking my blessings. Like after the, after things ended and I had to go for a little bit of time of like still trying to accomplish things, but um, the things that I had been trying to accomplish that whole year while being with that person after like two or three months after the breakup, like everything came within mm. like a week of each other. And I remember like praying at one point because I had been going on interviews and just like not getting the job. And I, that wasn't normal for me because I felt like I had always had no problem with that. And I remember like praying like, God, even if this person has to go, can you just, <laughs> I, I just, I want the job so badly. And I just wanted mm. the change for myself so badly that I was willing to to get rid of, you know, that negative uh, impact in my life. And so I feel like sometimes when you, I know when you mentioned about like being in a relationship and trying to get a new job, like, I feel like if you have a, a partner who's supportive of you and like who really has your back like not just saying it but they show you that they have your back and like they have your best interest in mind and you know they want to see you win just as much as you want to see them win then definitely you know keep that in your circle but sometimes it is okay to like take a step back and really evaluate and like say is this person right. adding value to my life or are they like a distraction or are they blocking mm -hmm. my blessings you know so um yeah I would say that was I feel like that's the only yeah. really negative type of yeah. influence yeah. that I had really when it came to like careers yeah I think I I think that was an excellent example both both the positive and the negative in a sense that you know family friends a good partner can really help you flourish in your career and they're mm -hmm. they're so connected and or even more if like you're I've seen stories like this and I've seen clients or alumni that I've worked with who are like their children are their motivation for going back to school right so mm -hmm. people relationships definitely have a positive influence in our careers and I love how you talked about like this relationship you had with your former partner and how it seems like things just weren't working well with this person in your life, with your life, right? Like, and mm -hmm. you use the language, block your blessing. You, you, so you had to remove him. <laughs> because... <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, please God, move him out of my way. And, and that, and you hear stories like that all the time. And, and, and then in, in relationships too, right? they can build your confidence, but they can strip you of your confidence as well, right? You don't know how that's impacting right. you when you're going in the interviews, right? When 
when you're weighing, when something's weighing you down um, at work because something's going on with one of the relationships, important relationships in your life, it's so connected. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so that's why I'm always like, it's, it's funny because today I posted a, uh, I posted an episode on burnout and one of the mm -hmm. tips I was using some resources as well, because I, I like to do that with this podcast. And they talked about like, when you're going through burnout, find support, right? Who your friends or family to talk to, right. you know, in addition to like, if you need to talk to a licensed professional, but that's what they're there for, right? They're there to, to boost you up. Right. So yeah, thank, thanks for sharing. So final thoughts. Mm -hmm. What, what final advice or tips do you have for on this topic, whether if it is you want to talk back, talk about like this relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship in your career, or I know you touched a little bit about networking as well, if you want to talk about that or any I, advice that you have that's on your mind related to this topic, what, what? That you share. Mm -hmm. Um. So, I would say, as far as like career, career and relationship balance, like, uh, just remember, like, at the end of the day, you, you're, you know, you're most important mm -hmm. to yourself, you know, and look out for yourself, and um, it's okay to go back to the drawing board and like reevaluate what you're doing, you know, cause even for me, like when it comes, like you can have a goal, but sometimes, you know, we get distracted, we're humans. Um, and just try to stay focused though on like what it is that you really want to do for yourself. Like I said, like this pandemic forced me to, to be by myself and really, you know, not be distracted by romantic relationships or friendships or whatever. And really, sit down with, with myself and like say what is it that I'm trying to do and then create a plan to get there and I feel like that's an important thing to do for listeners like if you're in this position where you know you you might not be happy with the the role that you're in right now like then start writing out a plan for yourself and when I say networking like you know you can ask people you know if they know of any jobs or um really try to put yourself out there and you know um network like networking is so important I remember my mom always saying like it's not who and I feel like that's a common saying but like it's right. not what you know it's, it's who you know you know um and like I said that's why it's like if you are an introverted person and you know, I understand that that's who you are, but sometimes you're going to have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Because imagine if you had went to, you know, one of those events and then, you know, you end up, you've been applying for jobs and like one of those people that you met ended up being some type of connection mm -hmm. at the job that you want, you know, but like, because you met them, now you might have this in, you know, so it's always important to just be, I don't know, I guess my biggest thing would say is to be open, be open to um to different possibilities if it's going to help you get to your goal and try to stay focused on your goals as much as you can and keep people around you 
who support your goal positively. Like you said, like being in a relationship with someone who, you know, if they know you have an interview, but they are, you know, putting you in a bad mood or putting you in a mood that can impact your your interview, then that might be someone that you need to reevaluate yeah. being in your life, you know, because you always, you're in charge of your life and you're in charge of who gets to be in and who gets, who doesn't, you know, especially as adults, like take charge of your life um, and don't, don't stop until you, until you accomplish everything that you want to accomplish, you know, and like, I would also say just, you know, don't be too hard on yourself either. Like I said, like 2019, like I was spending almost a whole year applying for jobs, you know, but you also have to realize that like kind of what I mentioned before earlier, like everything happens in divine timing. And it's like, as long as you stay focused on your goal and stay doing the work that you're supposed to do to get to your goal, God, the universe will reward you. It's just, you have to be patient and like go go with the flow you know like it's it's a like you kind of talking about like balance like I feel like that's a balance too there's always a balance of working hard for what you want for for what you want excuse me but also trusting in the universe and God that God has your back and, and he's gonna give you what you're working for it's just at the right timing according to him versus like Mm-hmm. what you think is the right time if that makes yeah. sense so um yeah just yeah and like keep your mind keep your mind positive like you said like try to be as positive as you can don't let anybody or anything distract you or you know take you off course and if somebody tries to do that then be okay mm-hmm. with walking away too and like be okay with like I said, getting rid of people who might be blocking your blessings, you know, even it could be the person that you would never think, but hey, like, I feel like for me, I got to a point where if you want it bad enough, like you said, whatever, even if you are working two jobs, school, whatever, if you want something bad enough, you're going to figure out a way to get it. And you have to have that mindset too. like be on your grind for you, because at the end of the day, it's for you, you know? Wow, that was a lot. In in a good way. <laughs> I thought like when you said you are in charge of I, I can't even remember the exact words, which in charge of I don't remember if you said destiny or in charge of your life. And that's right. true. At the end of the day, we have the power to make decisions that benefit us, right? And I think that's super, super, right. super important. Um, and then another thing, your your mom has great giving you great advice on it's not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> 80, 80% of jobs come exactly. through networking. That that is those are relationships, right. basically relationship building. And then also mm-hmm. when you talked about, you know, God's plan or letting the universe guide you makes me think of I don't know if you ever read The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho um yeah and he has this quote and I love this quote so much I'm gonna I don't know it by heart um I'm gonna quickly look at it Mm -hmm. on Google because I'm in front of my computer (laughs) (laughs) I've definitely heard of the book though it's such a a beautiful book book. it's such a beautiful book um so it says, 
when you want something, all of the universe conspires to helping in helping you to achieve it. I think that's such a powerful. Yes. Point. It's true though. It's true. It's like for like especially like manifestation, like you can manifest all day, but you have to also like something I learned is like mm-hmm. you have to believe it too. Like you have to believe that it's yours and that you believe that you deserve it. And once you do yeah. that, the universe yeah. will work yeah. to get it. You know? But this has been great. <laughs> yes. Thank you. You <laughs> dropped some gems. And I really think Thank that you. Listeners are going to resonate with your experiences as well as learn from your experiences and your tips and advice. And yeah, I'm wishing you Mm -hmm. the best on your goals. I know you're on your grind, making that money. (laughs) Um, Oh, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't mention that uh, (laughs) you pay out of pocket for school. And that's part of the reason why (laughs) you do that. Yeah, yeah. Trying to go, I'm going for my master's and I promised myself that I would not get any See? more loans. So I've been paying. I like that. Pay. I love that. I love that. And so yeah. you're not going to let another thing that you brought <laughs> up this distraction because you know who could be some distractions. Some men can be distracted or, you know, <laughs> distractions in right. your life. So yes. make sure that <laughs> when you're balancing careers and relationships, one is not distracting the other. Right. And so. Yeah, so that's that's right. good. We're all done. So <laughs> thank you again. <laughs> thank of course, you. Of course. Thank you for having me. Just a reminder, follow me on Instagram at Beyond Her Grind and check out my website at beyondhergrind.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes or Spotify. I'd love to hear your feedback so that I can continue to produce more amazing content in the future. Thanks so much and talk to you all next week.